All right, now we got Craig here. Um, anyway, so obviously, yeah, the biggest thing this week was the vote, I would say, uh, for the deployment on Avalanche. And um, that passed as of uh, a couple days ago, and actually it was just executed um, a couple hours ago. So that's going to happen. There is one small change. Um, the Avalanche team reached out to us, and they wanted to move it to Tuesday instead of Monday. Um, because there's another, um, there's another DAP launching on Monday and they just wanted to space it out a little bit. So the plan is now for that to be, um, well, at least officially announced on, on, uh, Tuesday. Um, it probably will still be deployed on, on Monday, but the announcement will be on Tuesday. So there's a few people working on, um, marketing materials for that videos, et cetera. But, um, if anyone has any ideas or things they want to do, um, please, please bring those up. Um, yeah, any, any questions on the avalanche launch? Sounds like no. Um, all right. Awesome. So then the other thing I want to talk about is the, uh, the core, a special Christmas coordinate dispersal for, um, for, uh, on, on, special Christmas coordinate dispersal. And um, that was talked about, for those of you who aren't in the Holder's channel, we talked about it. But I guess, well, I guess first off, do, may, is Regis on the call? It'd be good, Regis, for you to give an overview of what coordinate is to get started. Okay, it looks like Regis is not on the call. <laughs> looks like he's not. Should I say a few words about Coordinate? Yeah, yeah. So Derek, why don't you give a little on what Coordinate is, and then I'll, uh, I'll give the intro on what specifically we're doing. Yeah, awesome. So basically, um, Coordinate is a tool for communities and DAOs to reward contributors. It uh, helps incentivizing participation. And here at Pool Together, we have a fixed budget. So... Late, you're echoing. Oh, I'm echoing? Yep. Hang on. Test, test. Oh, that's better. Awesome, thanks. Um, here at Pool Together, we have a fixed budget for that. I think right now it's 1,000 UGMI. And UGMI are options on Pool Token. I'll post an overview about those into the channel in a sec. Um, it works like this, that we have Epoch. Those are always two weeks, 14 days. And everyone who's in a coordinate circle has 100 points to give within those 14 days to all other contributors in the circle. Um, in the end, there comes out a spreadsheet with all the gift everyone has, and that gets divided um, by the epoch budget so everyone who's participating basically gets a reward in the form of pool token options um i think yeah that's about it has anyone any questions about that is there anyone who's not in the coordinate circle who's who'd like to get um added to that maybe Yeah, well, we definitely we definitely want people to get added to it um, before this happens. So I think that that's a to uh, Jarek, that's a good uh, a good intro to it. So um, just for some context, though, we're doing something special for Christmas. So um, 
we are going to do a, a special next week. Uh, it will just be like a three-day um, coordinate session, and 1,500 pool tokens will be given away. And I just wanted to give a little bit of the broader context for it. So for those of you who have been on this call, you know, we obviously have a lot of really awesome people that are contributing to the community. And we've been talking a lot about how to best um, make sure that people contributing are getting ownership of the protocol through the pool tokens. And there's a lot of progress that's been made on this, but there's still a lot more progress to be made. And so um, I, I, I personally thought, like, as a way to sort of show the desire that I personally have, at least, to make a lot of progress in this, that it would be a really cool way to end the year by having a special one-off coordinate um, session where we basically give a bunch of uh, pool tokens to a bunch of people. And... Um, and we, for, for basically for all the contributions of the last year. And I, and I think, and also just to like, even for people who are newer to the community who maybe haven't contributed, just to get them in. And so um, this is something that I, in terms of where the pool tokens are coming from, they're coming from tokens that I personally purchased um, on DEXs. And I, I just wanted to clarify that part because I didn't want people to think like this is, uh, I don't know, that this is just coming from some like, um, uh, some bucket that 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 is like, that's like an airdrop or whatever, but that's uh, that's where the tokens are are coming from, and um, yeah, I'm super excited about it. I it will start next week. So if you're not basically the action items here are like if you're not on coordinate, then get signed up as soon as possible, um, so you can do this next week. And if you are already on coordinate, um, just start thinking about who you would want to allocate tokens to. Um, so that's the that's the plan for the special coordinate Christmas giveaway. And uh, yeah, any questions on that? That's awesome. Thank you, Leighton. Yeah, it should be really fun. So again, if, you ha if you're not on Coordinate, go over to the Coordinate channel. Um, that's the next step to get signed up. Make sure you get on there. And yeah, let's give away a bunch of pool tokens to end the year and really celebrate all the progress that's been made and all the contributions people have made. So um, yeah, so I, that's, that's the announcement on Coordinate. I'm... Um, I'm going to need to hop off in a few minutes here. So um, in terms of the next announcements, um, Brendan, do you want to hop in and, and kind of talk through those? Yeah, sure. I'm happy to do so. What, you're like, right now? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. I, I had muted myself for a second. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, probably easiest if you just, if you just hop in now. Okay, sorry. I was actually working in the background. So, where are we at? What uh, we are on? We're on? on. We're on protocol cover by Nexus Mutual. Okay. Do you want to do that one? I didn't actually. I didn't talk to them at all. I have no idea what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that one. So, um, well, actually, uh, Brave New DeFi, are you on? You'd be the best person to talk about this. Yeah, I am. I figured I could talk about this. Um, I also have the link to share about the immune fire batching uh, batching program. So I'll share that too. But Pool Together V4 was recently listed on Nexus Mutual for protocol cover. Protocol cover is a policy that you can buy to protect your assets if they're deposited into Pool Together V4. We also have coverage for Pool Together V3, but protocol cover protects against a variety of different risks, such as unintended use of code, like an exploit or a hack, oracle, severe oracle failure or price manipulation, which is a pretty common vector in lending borrowing markets, um, economic design failure, and then governance attacks. 
So if you put a deposit into Pool Together E4 and you want to get protocol cover to protect your deposit in the Pool Together V4 smart contract system, you can get protocol cover from Nexus Mutual. So it doesn't protect um, assets and any underlying strategies that would be a different protocol cover policy. But with that, protocol cover protects deposits across chains. So if you're deposited in Pool Together V4 on Ethereum or on Polygon, that'll be covered. And then with the new Avalanche deployment, um, that'll be covered as well. And I have a note in to update the Nexus UI to reflect that as well. Right now, I think the cost of cover is a little high. That'll come down as more risk assessors stake NXM against Pool Together V4. The way pricing works at Nexus is risk assessors um, review the different list of protocols and they determine where they want to allocate their NXM to stake. As more NXM is staked, the cost of cover goes down and the capacity or the amount of cover that can be purchased will increase as well. So with the specific risk limit, it's the amount of staked NXM times the capacity factor, which is two times. But once there's roughly 50,000 NXM, there will be um, around, I think, like 10 to $12 million worth of capacity, and the price will be around the minimum of 2.6% per annum. So we listed that. I will share the link um, because Nexus also has a bug bounty matching program with ImmuneFi, and for different protocols that are included, we will match a bug bounty payout if there's a critical vulnerability that's disclosed. So for Pool Together, um, there's a critical vulnerability payout of 25000 Is that right, Brendan? Yes, that's right. And in fact, we were thinking about bumping it up, but just stick with that number for now. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and if it's bumped up, I mean, currently the, the matching program we have is 2500 NXM. So if you bumped it up, we'd still match the, the max payout. Um, I see that Lawrenzer has a question. Could someone buy PT and Aave insurance both and protect against both possible exploits? Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to protect um, across the full stack, you can buy coverage for both Pool Together V4 and Aave V2, and you would be covered. And again, that applies for cross-chain deposits. So if you've got stuff in Avalanche, once that deployment is finalized next week, and you want to buy cover to secure your assets across both protocols, you could buy protocol cover for Pool Together V4 and Aave V2, and those will both be covered for deposits on Avalanche. Uh, and then with that too, the um, thing that I always share is while WNXM trades at a discount to NXM, you can always pay for your premium with WNXM and that reduce the cost of cover um, a little bit more than 50% at, at the moment as well. So you can save on the cost of cover if you're interested in buying that as well. All right, so I've got a question about this because I'm looking at the Nexus Mutual website right now. So mm -hmm. all together version four. And it says here, this cover is not a contract of insurance. Cover is provided on a discretionary basis with Nexus Mutual members having the final say on which claims are paid. So yep. how, so, and, and I understand there was a hack recently and, and there was issues about Nexus Mutual may not pay up or, or, or so on. But the question is how, if, if myself or anyone on the call was to take, uh, was to pay for this, uh, how can we be sure uh, that we, if some, something happens, we would actually be uh, uh, sort of covered? Because here it's saying it's discretionary basis. 
uh, it's not a contract of insurance. So that's a kind of question. That's correct. Nexus Mutual is not insurance. It's an alternative to insurance. The way the mutual is designed is anyone can join the mutual and become a member and participate within the mutual. So we are a discretionary mutual, and that means that cover is purchased on a discretionary basis. Claims assessors review the validity of claims, vote on claims, and then that determines whether a claim is paid out or not. A lot of people always have questions about whether or not we would pay out claims. To date, we've paid out uh, 1,426 ETH and roughly 270,000 worth of die and claim payouts. We covered the exploit for Cream V1. We paid out for the Y die exploit in urine earlier this year. And then the first payout we ever did was for the BZX hack in February of 2020. The way the claims assessment process works is um, claims assessors stake NXM and that determines a certain amount of voting weights. The way the claims assessment process is designed is very similar to UMA's optimistic oracle, in the sense that if somebody were to attack the claims assessment process to try to either deny a legitimate claim or to pass through an, pass through an illegitimate claim, they can have their stake in XM burned. So if there is a million dollar claim that's being voted on, there needs to be at least $5 million in NXM that is staked to vote on that, and there needs to be a consensus of 70% or greater. If either of those um, parameters aren't met, then it goes to a full governance vote. So the way that works is if somebody has their NXM staked and they deny a legitimate claim, 70% um, of that needs to be passed with consensus. So there needs to be a 70% vote to deny for a legitimate claim. The advisory board can at that point come in and review and see that this is a legitimate claim, it should have been paid, and then they can burn the NXM for the claims assessors who voted to deny a claim. So again, it's very similar to UMA's optimistic oracle, where if somebody's trying to save, let's say, a million dollars and then get the, you know, it's the pool that you would get for participation in claims assessment is 20% of the premium that's paid. So you would have to put you know, um, a little less than five times the amount of capital at risk to try to deny a legitimate claim. There's also um, a limit on how often you can assess claims based on your staked weight. So there is a six hour, like if I vote on one claim, I have to wait six hours before I can vote on another claim. So the claims process is designed to be resistant to attacks where people are trying to deny legitimate claims. The one that you're talking about was the Badger front-end exploit. And the reason the mutual can't cover that is the moral hazard is just too high. In that example, with protocol cover, we protect against smart contract and technical failure risks. With that one, Badger's smart contracts worked correctly. But the issue was when users went in through the front-end, they ended up approving a malicious address, the authorization to basically have control of those certain tokens they approved in their wallets. The way that that exploit kind of ran was um, the malicious code that was in the front end, uh, the, and it was injected in such a way that it was very hard to detect. But they looked for the highest balances and people that were connecting, and then those were the people um, that ended up having funds drained. So they didn't have all of the funds in their wallet trained, but they had specific high value 
deposits that were in Badger that were drained because they went through and did an approval. And then that approved that address to withdraw tokens from their wallet. That kind of risk can't be covered because it's impossible for claims assessors to determine whether or not somebody has set up, let's say, a malicious front end gone through and set that up to exploit funds from others and then get a fraudulent claim payout. Because a front end, like for example, I could spin up a front end for Pool Together. Um, you know, Uniswap has multiple front ends. If you look at a protocol like Liquidity, that has multiple front ends. It's something that would be very easy for someone to gain the system and then be able to get a payout. And those kind of um, those kind of risks would put the mutual at risk for long-term survival. So those kinds of things can't be covered. So to summarize, there's a reasonable chance that if we took our Nexus mutual, we wouldn't, and something happened, we wouldn't get, we wouldn't be funded because of, you know, as you, you gave some examples like that. Uh, I mean, I don't think so. So if you get covered from Nexus Mutual and there is a loss due to an exploit or a hack of the protocol smart contracts, yeah. severe Oracle failure or, you know, um, price manipulation, uh, if there is a governance attack or econo economic design failure, which is what happened with the MakerDAO Black Thursday event, and to some degree with the, the Cream V1 exploit, that would be covered. That is a majority of the major risks within DeFi. But if, okay. you, approve, if you approve a malicious contract to withdraw funds from your wallet, that's not something that we can cover. Okay. So, all right. So, if, if there's just a, like a, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm probably not technical enough to, Distinguish, but like it's just a normal, I don't know, in quotation my hack, uh, as you mentioned, majority of the, uh, I guess, I don't know, hacks which, which happen against other, you know, similar DeFi protocols would be covered, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the majority of risks are covered by the mutual. Um, I just shared the protocol cover description for folks to review. If anybody has questions, feel free to send me a message or hop in the Nexus Mutual Discord. But but yeah, um, we cover the majority of risks. And then yeah, the subjectivity of economic design failure. Again, that's supposed to be kind of like a catch-all for unique events like what happened with Cream and something like the MakerDAO Black Thursday event where um, a small number of liquidators were able to put in zero die bids and win auctions for collateral, which left that system under collateralized over time. So economic design failures intended to catch those edge cases where typical protections wouldn't cover someone. So from smart contract cover that we previously had to protocol cover that was launched in April of this year, we've increased the amount of risks that we cover. And then, of course, we have yield token cover, but that's a different product and it's not available for pool together before okay. at this time. But that's also in the okay, document. I think uh, people people want us to move on, but that, I think that that helps uh, helps uh, explain more because it, it just when I when I read that it just seemed like uh, it was a gamble, uh, you know, to taking Nexus Mutual because I wouldn't I didn't know if it would lead in you know if if I could guarantee. But what you're saying, I think the majority of uh, um, issues would be covered. So yeah, okay, yeah, uh, let's move on. Sorry, sorry about. Well, thanks, Brave. Um, 
Next thing on the announcements is the Prize API. Uh, we're really excited about this. Um, this is, if you go to the uh, announcements, you can find the link and go and read about it. And basically what this does is it pre-computes all of your winnings, if you have any winnings. So for each draw, we go and run a server process that goes and computes for each address their uh, all their picks and whether those picks won or not. And so this is um, right now a pretty computationally intensive process. I mean, as far as things go, effectively, it's like a miner. You can kind of think of it as a similar a similar thing. And so right now that's being conducted uh, through the UI. And so for some people that are whales, they might see that it's a bit slow sometimes. Um, but with this new prize API, it'll all be pre-computed. Um, the code is also very forkable. So if you don't believe us, um, you can fork it yourself and look through the code and run your own prize API. It's all done through the GitHub workflow. So it's very straightforward to do so. Um, so we're really excited about that. If anyone has any questions about that, please post in the channel. Um, next thing is, is, is kind of exciting. So as part of the Avalanche launch, we were going to launch uh, AVAX rewards as well, AVAX rewards. But um, I'm sure many of you know, they pulled out and they decided to uh, withhold incentives. And so we're launching anyway. Um, there is actually just a governance post that went up recently talking about what the plan is for Monday. We are going forward with a Monday launch and then Tuesday will be the announcement. So we are ticking along as, uh, as planned. But this, this rewards contract still went through an audit. And so what that means is that we'll have a contract that will allow us to um, uh, incentivize and reward ticket holders. And what's cool about this is that they don't even need to stake. Because of the TWAB, the time-weighted average balance, we can measure their share of ticket liquidity for a given time frame and give them an amount of tokens proportionally as a result. And so users won't even need to stake. They just claim. Um, and so this is going to be a lot of fun to roll this out with incentives. Um, and uh, anyway, so the audit is complete on that. Uh, Pierre has recently put in the finishing touches on all mitigations. And so that will be good to go for launch next week. We're really excited about that. Um, next thing, and it, actually, Tiark, I'm going to invite you to talk about this. I know that you and Leighton conducted the first DAO onboarding call. So do you want to give us a little rundown of how that was? Yeah, of course. Why not? Um, it was actually quite exciting. Um, I was a bit nervous before, to be honest, um, because I didn't do that kind of talking before. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I learned a lot, and I hope um, the few people who were on there also learned something. Um, I made a little post on, in the governance forum um, explaining the whole concept of the calls and why we're doing it and what we're doing. I'll drop a link for everyone who's interested. Um, there's also a link to the onboarding deck on there for anyone who wants to have a look. And yeah, um, I think we had about 20 people on there. So I thought we would be alone or, or I was afraid that would happen. And it didn't. So that was a lot. Um, it was quite, quite funny. I learned a lot. And we're going to host the next one in January on, the, um, on Wednesday, the 5th of January. And from then, it will have a weekly cadence to give everyone who's new to the community or the DAO a chance to hop on 
and ask any kind of questions and get some guidance. I think that's it. Thanks, Jerk. Does anyone have any questions right now? All right. Well, none of you are new, right? This is the uh, this is the veterans community call. Um, great. Well, let's uh, let's talk about something really fun that Under the Sea has put together. So we have a situation where we have the existing V3, so the old pool together that's currently at app.pooltogether.com, and the new V4, which lives at v4.pooltogether.com. We are currently working on migration plans, so we will have a switch over soon. Um, but what's interesting is that we're kind of competing with ourselves, and we have uh, a potential flippening coming. The flippening being V4 TVL exceeding V3 TVL. And so Under the Sea has put together a really fun little web app that shows that, shows a progress bar. And so our goal is to hit 100% and flip V3. Let's see if we can do it. I have a feeling that swapping out the landing page with V4 will make a big difference. I think people hear about pool together and they pop by, they're like, all right, I'll just dump money in here. And they you know, don't necessarily distinguish the, the first prize pool from the rest. And so I think this is gonna be a really uh, exciting change when we do roll it out, as well as of course, Avalanche. I think Avalanche will add a lot to the, uh, the network. So that's really exciting. So thank you, Under the Sea. Under the Sea, are you, are you here? Do you want to have any words, say any words about that? P QRSTU, and Under Use, Under the Sea is not here. Okay, well, just a round of a silent applause for him. Yeah, uh, I've seen the word talks anyway. It's just, I think nobody knows if it's man, woman, turtle. Nobody knows. Mm, an incredibly proactive lurker, for sure. Really great part of the community. Yeah. Um, Actually, Mikkel, I'm glad you're uh, stepping in. Actually, could I just ask you first and foremost, how do you see your name? Is it Mikkel? Uh, I said McCall. 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 Yeah. Okay. Or MK is right. for short. That's fine. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, do you want to talk a little about uh, the uh, community interview with Smart Investor? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Smart Investor. Do you have the link for that quite glad? I don't have a tab open for it at the moment, but... Uh, Smart Investor has been doing interviews for a couple of weeks now, um, and I just he asked me if to step up and do this week's interview. Just asked me a few basic questions about, you know, kind of like the, the usual podcast questions people ask each other on uh, on podcasts, like how did you get into crypto? Like, what was your biggest failures? What, what have you learned? What do you think is the most important things going forward and stuff? So, um, I did that. Uh, it was really fun actually, um, and it makes you, it made me sort of have a sort of reflection on what I've done in the last couple of years and what I have learned. So it was actually quite a fun experience. Um, yeah, you'll get to learn of my uh, biggest trials and tribulations in DeFi, getting almost completely wrecked and then uh, with uh, a maker uh, CD CDP that was way over leveraged. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody, everybody makes their mistakes, I suppose, um, and learns, learns along the way. So it was a great interview and I enjoyed doing it. Fantastic. You know, those kind of experiences are really what help newbies to the uh, to the space. Oh, yeah, they get, they get you up to speed really quick. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I learned about keepers and oracles and stuff like in a flash after that event because I was really quite uh, um, naive to how uh, these DeFi things worked until I did that. So, yeah, it forces you to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Um, there's also a weekly newsletter by Tjark. And actually, Tjark, do you want to just talk about some of the high-level points in that for people that haven't seen it? 
Um, yeah, why not? Um, well, to be honest, I have to browse to it myself again. Um, and the link's in the announcement. There's happening so much every week, so I'm I'm already into number 10. Um, on the last newsletter, we spoke about the first onboarding call, um, about the Avalanche, Avalanche launch um, linked to the PTIP. And we had again some great contact of uh, content of Dr. CPU keeps us up to date with uh, statistics about V4 all the time. He actually found out about a draw where five tier one prizes were drawn um, in the same day. Draw 54 at five $2,500 prizes. So that was quite lucky. We talked about the El Show de Richard, which was um, recently launched by Brunda on the Spanish substack. So everyone who's a Spanish speaker, feel free to listen to the first Richard show on Spanish. And yeah, we kind, kind of go over um, what the working groups do, the um, treasury farming, the Christmas card, everything that's happening. And yeah, uh, stay tuned for the new newsletter on Sunday, number 10. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Yeah, there were a lot of great announcements, hey? Christmas card is looking so pro. Love it. Excellent. Well, um, thank you, Chark. So uh, there's also a video uh, that Chris K has put together about how much he's won in the last 30 days. Um, I haven't watched it myself, but he's always entertaining, so that's probably a worthy watch for anyone curious about you know the odds and, and how many prizes do go out. And finally, we do have still an open vote on Zapper to get pulled together into the save section. And so that's a very easy uh, thing just to go click, upvote, and hopefully that will start to move the, uh, uh, the needle on getting pulled together v4 into the zapper safe section so make sure to go and vote if you haven't already um you know every vote counts very important so that's it for announcements um i want to open up the floor for any questions or comments on that as well as uh opening the floor for the community talk i see there's still chatter going on in the nft space and so perhaps now's a good time to uh to open that conversation up I do see that Anne is on the call. Anne. Hey guys. Sorry, I've got little voice, um, so won't be talking too much. But uh, yeah, we're still working on the NFT strategy uh, to see how we can give back to the community, get better retention, and get everyone a bit more engaged. So, yeah. Fantastic. Excited to see that come along. And actually, Anne, um, so I made contact with Rob uh, the other day, and um, it sounds like they are full steam ahead on building a V2 of uh, charged particles. So I'm not sure where they're at exactly. I, I'll, I'll pin, ping him and just see, sort of test the waters and see, you know, what kind of bandwidth they have. But they do sound pretty tight. But I will, I will, I'll reach out again and uh, ping him about 
you know, adding uh, special commands. Cool. Yeah, I've been trying to speak with him. I just had a call with um, Galaxy as well, so I think we've got two two good options for us. So great, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good for a, a no code option uh, as well. So, um, does anyone want to step up and have anything to say? Uh, yeah, I've got a few things. So, firstly, on the community Substack, uh, we have just launched French language version, thanks to Noxe. So, um, it's a translation of uh, Chark's uh, newsletter number nine. So, if you uh, if you are a French speaker, please read that. Please subscribe to it, and please share it with other your French uh, French speaking uh, friends and family. Uh, and we also have the Richard Show episode three. We recorded it this week, and it will be uh, posted next Wednesday on the Substack. And we're looking to have this more regularly. It was really interesting. Uh, to, Richard was sharing his uh, thoughts about investing in the crypto space, what he looks for, how he finds these um, potential investments early, uh, and much more. So that's really interesting. Uh, the other main thing I'd like to talk about is the marketing working group. So we had a meeting on uh, <coughs> sorry, earlier this week on Monday uh, where we um, split the, the, the work that we plan to do into different subgroups. So, for example, uh, the values of, of pull together, uh, the, the objectives and the goals of uh, the marketing working group, uh, the um, uh, an audit of existing deposit depositors and so on. So uh, different people are working on this at the moment. And if you want to get involved, please go to the marketing hyphen WG um, uh, thread. Uh, we will be having a the next meeting on Monday at two p.m. EST. Where we will be feeding this uh, feed everyone. The groups will be feeding back there, whatever they've been able to do. And then we will also be talking about what are the next steps. Um, so we have a few ideas for that. So if you're interested, uh, please uh, please join the um, please join the uh, event. We have an event in the events section for the marketing group, uh, working group. So and we have some fantastic people involved, and we're always happy to have uh, more people. So that's a really great thing. Uh, and finally, uh, so uh, uh, Gustavo and Diego uh, have been working on a post for, so I think M Mcall or McCall will be getting one. So for all the people, just correct me if I'm wrong, but this is for all the people who have been interviewed. So today was actually the 10th community interview. Well, actually nine, because Leighton was, we had two episodes with Leighton, but um uh, you'll up just for yes, yes, McCoy, you'll be getting one. So the, all the people who are interviewed now suddenly, I think a lot more people want to be uh, interviewed. But we, the aim is that we will uh, reach out to all of you um, in in the coming weeks. Uh, even Brendan, if if you have time in the future, uh, and we will look to um, yeah, just uh, just get your just basically share. So so you, as you saw with McCoy today, as you saw with. Andy Kaufman last week, just to share more about yourself with the rest of the community, so we we learn you know, uh, about you a bit more, and also for, as, as Brendan was saying earlier, you know, newbies can learn from experience. So that's the idea uh, from that side. So thank you for, to Gustavo and Diego for the work on the POAP.
Speaking of which, is it time? <laughs> should we should we appease all the bots that are waiting here? It can be. Let's see. I'm gonna see if it works. Oh, do we have an evil po app that we can post for them so they blacklist no. themselves? No, I can't. I can't. I can't even get heart give out an evil po app as much as I'd like to. Okay, the code. So you have to send it to the po app bot this time. I couldn't get Dgen to work, so we're using the po app bot, and the code is walrus. And I just tested, and it works. So you DM the code walrus to the POAP bot. Thanks, Oops. Done. Claimed. POAPs are now visible in Rainbow Wallet and Rainbow Wallet collections now, which is also cool. So now you should be able to see it in there. Oh, Rainbow supports XDI? Um, I don't think they support XDI, but I think they support just POAP viewing. Okay, fantastic. Yes, uh, uh, McCall, I definitely want to stream the bots. <laughs> it's what's funny, though, is that after the call for hours and hours, there's always just, you know, the leftovers, these sort of transients that are uh, still there. So I think that they're already kind of flagging themselves. Yeah, they also end up. I know lots of people who are actually listening who fall asleep too, so that is worth noting. Um, oh right, yeah, right. It right, is right. like three. It's like three a.m., four a.m. for some people. So, well, I got to get back to it, everybody. But uh, great call. Glad so I, I have one random question. Uh, yeah, go for it. Is there a way to load the POAPs into a MetaMask wallet, or, or are they just on the site themselves? No, there is a way. I'm not 100% sure how, but if you grab, I think it's if you grab like the token contract and add the custom token. But yeah, I can. I, I, can I, I just use the mobile POAP app. I wrote a how to before. I can, I can dig it out and share a link. That would be great. Thank you. We've done 41 community calls. It's a lot. Crazy. I know. Well, by the way, everybody, I'm on vacation next week. So Merry Christmas. We'll see you in the new year. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Take Merry everybody. Christmas, everybody. Cheers. Merry Christmas and thanks for everything, Gwen. So is there no, no call next week, I guess? Uh, I mean, we could probably still have one, but uh, the PTN guys will most likely be on holiday. So it depends what the um, demand is in the community to have one. If everybody, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be Christmas Eve, right? It's the 24th, so... Um, oh, yeah, I'll be traveling. Uh, probably won't, won't be high att highly attended. It certainly won't be by me because I'll have family and stuff, so I won't be here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be traveling at the time, so yeah. Yeah, we could either do it on Thursday or we just pause until January. That's, that's a good idea. Maybe we do it on yeah, Avalanche, Avalanche launch. So there is a bit of demand. 
if if we wanted to we could maybe do a vote somewhere it's about uh, what the community wants i guess yeah exactly yeah if not it'll be new year oh no we could have one uh 30th or well 31st everyone wants to be for new year's eve then they serve no real tuna come on crypto doesn't sleep doesn't have uh, breaks yeah anyone wants to share some stories before we before we all head off into christmas with our families or friends or to whatever. Yeah. Then I'll all um, wish you a good night. See you, everyone. I appreciate you all. Good night. Yeah, thank you.